Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, your host, Jamie Wright. We're here once again to do yet another weekly forecast. This one is for the week of October 16th through the 22nd of 2023. As always, if you're enjoying this pod, I'd love if you could become a paid subscriber to my Substack. The link to do so is in the show notes. As always, send me your thoughts, send me your notes, leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, whatever and wherever you're listening. Um, It all helps. Uh, It all helps keep this show going, if you will. Uh, I am just going to get right into this forecast. I'm recording this on Saturday, October 14th. It's the day of the solar eclipse. There is a lot happening in the world right now. There's a lot happening in life right now. Um, I'm sending you love. I'm sending you what you need to stay hydrated and rested in this moment for those who are listening. Um, we're in eclipse season. Uh, And this coming week, the 16th through the 22nd, is definitely, you know, it's the week between eclipses, but we're not necessarily getting a break from the tides of fate. If anything, it's almost like whatever's been coming up, you know, whatever came up around the eclipse, around the 14th, you know, in the week or even weeks leading up to it, what's coming up this week is more... Uh, putting a button on it. And the other thing I want to sort of lead with as well is that this is the final week of Libra season. You know, Libra season is all about balance and nuance and justice. You know, Libra is the sign where Saturn, the planet of rules and boundaries and restrictions, is exalted. And It's where Venus finds her home. Uh, It's where the sun, the planet of our ego and our life force, is in its fall. And it's where Mars, the planet of action and conflict and war, is in exile. And something about Libra, and I think why, you know, planets like Saturn and Venus do so well in Libra, and then the sun and Mars are not as at home in Libra is because Libra is so not concerned (laughs) with, with, with individual matters and with having to be right and with having to be the brightest person in the room. Libra is most themselves itself in its archetype when many things are being held at once, when many things are being taken into account at once. And, This part of Libra, this last week of Libra that we're entering into, the third decan of Libra, uh, Austin Coppock calls this part of Libra the gyroscope. And I think about this part of Libra as like so many different plates and ideas and thoughts and things to balance are spinning at once. (laughs) Everything is spinning. And so much of like being a Libra, having Libra placements, you know, living a Libra life is 
that ability to hold things, that ability to acknowledge multiple truths, that ability to put yourself in another person's perspective and thrive in relationship. And in this third part of Libra, we're not just coming into relationship or managing one relationship. We're really trying to manage it all and manage all of the ideas and you know, as I said, we're spinning the plates. A lot is getting juggled. And I think what we're coming out of this eclipse and then what's coming up this week is, you know, as much as maybe we have held space for all of this in the past, uh, we can't hold space for it anymore. Uh, we can't hold space for this many different relationships, especially if the relationships are not benefiting us in any way. And as much as Libra can sometimes feel really uncomfortable in that place of the sun, in that place of Mars, in these planets that like really want to exert their own individuality and identity and agenda, a big lesson I think of this particular Libra season and of the eclipse we just had and of these coming transits is about like, despite, you know, the, the brilliant skill it is to see something from all sides and everyone's point of view, like actually taking back the power of being in your own opinion and your own view and your own self and like the joy of putting yourself first and the joy of caring for yourself and caring for your own ideas and your own opinions, the way you care for everyone else's or the way you've cared for specific, you know, people and ideas and opinions and specific relationships, whether that be romantic or friendship or jobs that haven't been, you know, haven't been quote unquote serving you. I know the serving you stuff, I feel like we need a better catch-all phrase for that but there really is a sense of like cutting out the bullshit and you know letting yourself not care about holding space for some of this stuff anymore and that being said you know we go into this week Monday the 16th the moon is in Scorpio and actually overnight Sunday into Monday we have a beautiful benefic enclosure of the moon the moon is moving between venus and jupiter and the moon opposes jupiter at 7:30 a.m. on monday and i believe she makes contact with venus at around 7 p.m. on sunday night so really from about 7 p.m. eastern on sunday until 7:30 a.m. eastern on monday we have this beautiful uh, enclosure of the of the moon by benefics where there's there's more of a good vibe a good feeling with all of the sort of intensity we've been through especially the past couple weeks I think this is a really good energy to harness to kind of help come back to yourself and come back to center and after the moon opposes Jupiter at 7 30 a.m on Monday morning She doesn't make any more aspects for the rest of the day, and there are no more aspects for the rest of the day. Uh, The moon will basically be building to an opposition with Uranus that goes exact at 1.01 a.m. on Tuesday morning overnight. Um, But otherwise, Monday is a pretty still day. Um, The moon in many ways is void, 
and uh, but void and coming off of a meeting with Jupiter. And I think Monday is going to be a slower day, a quieter day, but a day to kind of uh, look at, you know, look at the lists, <laughs> look at what needs to get done, um, and also be gentle with yourself. Um, Tuesday the 17th, the moon is in Scorpio. As I said, 1.01 a.m. overnight, the moon opposes Uranus. Uh, that might be a little bit of a bump in the night or a stir in your sleep or a little unexpected message that comes through late night. Um, then 7.20 a.m. on Tuesday, the moon trines Neptune, which is a very sleepy, slow, dreamy, imaginative aspect. Uh, Tuesday morning, you know, again, we're not up and at them, <laughs> ready to go. We're taking things slow. Uh, and then 11.43 a.m., the moon sextiles Pluto. So we're getting sort of another, uh, maybe a little hit of some of the intensity we've been feeling. But I do think there's a sense of, like, things feeling a little bit more manageable. Then the moon goes fully void, for about four hours on Tuesday afternoon until 3.36 p.m. when the moon enters Sagittarius, which is a lovely vibe, vibe shift out of Scorpio and out of the eclipses that we've been in. You know, the moon in Sagittarius is much more fiery, adventure-seeking. Like, I think we need some of that fire back in the sky because we don't have any other planets and fire signs right now. Um, but it, it gets off to a little bit of a rough start because at 5.01 p.m. on Tuesday, the moon squares Saturn. So there's a little bit of a jolt of energy, which is kind of immediately met with, but <laughs> there are responsibilities to take care of. Um, that being said, I do think it's like this moon in Sagittarius energy is a good energy to harness as far as just like riding the tides and it's almost like go take a run <laughs> go sort of like power through some work that you need to get done especially if you wanted to do that tuesday evening because after the moon squares off with saturn at 501 p.m on tuesday the moon then approaches a square with venus which goes exact at 7 15 a.m on wednesday so overnight tuesday into wednesday it's a really lovely vibe that's kind of a cute date night vibe, friend hang vibe, definitely a nice like go get some grocery shopping done vibe. Um, definitely like take care of things that involve being like sweeter to yourself, Venusian things, relational things. Um, then yeah, we get into Wednesday the 18th, the moon is in Sagittarius. 7.15 a.m. we have the moon square Venus, lovely start to the day. Then 8.44 a.m. on Wednesday, we have the sun conjoin the south node. And so the south node is that eclipse point. It's that point of release. It's a point of cleansing, purifying, spiritualizing. Um, the sun and the south node, we've already had a taste of this with the solar eclipse that happened on the 14th. Uh, and I, find, I feel like, you know, if... The message of what was coming, trying to come across that the solar eclipse wasn't fully making an impact by the time the sun conjoins the south node on Wednesday, 8.44 a.m., it's going to hit you. That being said, 
you know, this is a very clarifying aspect. It's also an extremely draining and exhausting aspect. Um, especially if you're a Leo rising or a Libra rising, like this is exhausting energy. Um, and then right after we have that sun can join the south node, 9.48 a.m., we have the crescent moon phase beginning. And usually this would be the point in the lunar cycle where I'd be like, okay, now's the time to put your intentions out into the world, say what you want to say. Like, you know, we had the new moon and you've been thinking on it and now it's time to sort of put those intentions into the world, speak them, write them, journal them, like send some feelers out. But this is eclipse time <laughs> and eclipse season is not the time to be forcefully pushing your will into the universe. Eclipse season is the time to sort of like let the universe take the wheel. You know, if something comes to you, of course, deal with it, handle it, um, take that on. But it's definitely not the time to do something that isn't absolutely necessary. So this is a different kind of crescent phase moon. And especially because it's the day the sun is conjoining the south node. This is less about putting something out into the universe and more about finishing something, taking something away, um, especially in regards to like relationships, ways that we've been people pleasing, ways that we've taken both sides rather than chosen our own path, um, ways we've allowed ourselves to be small when we actually really need to get big. Um, this is definitely the moment to kind of like bury these sort of false gods and false promises and false hopes and release <laughs> anything that has been really toxic and draining. Um, Thursday the 19th, so overnight Thursday the 19th, and we'll also be feeling this Wednesday the 18th, at 1.34 a.m. we have Mercury conjoining the south node because the sun is in Libra and Mercury is in Libra and they're moving very close together right now. And, you know, Mercury conjoining the south node, similar to the sun conjoining the south node, is this other point of cleansing and releasing. And with Mercury on the south node, it's much more about our communication and our words and our thoughts, whereas like... The sun is kind of dropping this, you know, false God, false ego, <laughs> you know, ways we put people on a pedestal. Mercury is more like, yeah, I'm, I'm dropping the Mr. Nice Guy performance and I'm just telling you like it is. And Mercury can join in the South Node can also just be kind of a like clearing of data, like literally or figuratively, um, Mercury can join in the South Node happens like once a year, basically, and I don't know what happened last year, but two years ago when Mercury conjoined the South Node, I accidentally deleted uh, the text message threads that I had with two close friends of mine. Um, <laughs> and if you know me, you know that in general, I'm a minimalist, but I'm a hoarder of like text-based nostalgia and I never delete a text message. I never throw out a journal. I'm constantly buying more Gmail storage. So I never have to delete an email. I just want all, I want all the writing <laughs> on record always. I like search through my text messages to like figure things out, I'm trying to do that less. It's one of the things I'm releasing in this Libra South node eclipse time, <laughs> but, um, 
I accidentally deleted these threads with two of my closest friends who I've known forever. And so these are like long threads that have so much history in them that I now can no longer search. And that's, and I like remember looking at the chart and seeing chart of the moment and seeing that it was like Mercury conjoining the South node. And I was like, wow, that is so literal. Words are being cleansed. (laughs) Words are being released. Um, but that being said, we're really feeling that Mercury South node along with the sun South node on Tuesday or sorry, on Wednesday and on Thursday. And so again, if you're a Leo rising or a Libra rising with the sun conjoining the South node, you're really going to be feeling that. But then also if you're a Gemini rising or Virgo rising, and then still also the Libra risings, you're really going to be feeling Mercury conjoining the South node as well. Um, Going into later in the day on Thursday the 19th at 1.52 p.m., we have the moon square Neptune. So all morning Thursday, East Coast, into the early afternoon, the moon is squaring Neptune. That is definitely, you know, a la-la land, spaced out, on another planet kind of aspect. Um, But interestingly, you know, we have that very spacey aspect to start the day, But at 2.24 p.m., the moon sextiles Mercury, and then at 3.02 p.m., the moon sextiles the sun. And that, to me, is like, even though we're having this kind of spacey morning, like, and especially with all this south node activation, like, things are going to feel just so draining, so exhausting, like, you're really going to be wanting to take a nap, (laughs) but uh, when the moon connects with both Mercury and the sun on Thursday afternoon... I think that is going to put sort of a button on the clarity you're receiving. It's almost like you wake up from a dream or you take what I call a working nap (laughs) and sort of what you've been trying to work through makes more sense to you. You're like getting more of that information download. Um, Then after the moon sextiles the sun, the moon goes void for almost seven hours Um, which really is like Thursday is not the day (laughs) to try to get things done. Uh, it's just not it. Uh, I just took a little pause. Everyone always tells me they can never hear when my neighbors are screaming in the hallway, but I'm certain (laughs) you could just hear one of my neighbors screaming on the phone in the hallway as I recorded this and I was just contemplating uh, re-recording it, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Um, You can only hear it. You can hear it lightly in the background, but I had to take a pause for a second because it was really distracting me. Um, If anyone knows anywhere else I could live in Brooklyn, please let me know. Anyway, (laughs) um... We're going into Friday the 20th. Oh no, we're still on Thursday the 19th. So Thursday the 19th, the moon goes void for seven hours. And then at 9.54 p.m., the moon enters Capricorn. And this is a nice, interesting vibe shift. Um, And the moon immediately kind of forms a sextile to Saturn, which goes exact at 11.10 p.m., So after we've had this like really sleepy, kind of chaotic day, all day on Thursday, the moon goes into Capricorn and it's sort of like, okay, we're getting back to business here. Um, And what's happening simultaneously that goes exact 
overnight, early morning on Friday, is that 1.37 a.m. there is a Mercury Kazemi at 26 degrees Libra. So a Mercury Kazemi is when Mercury meets the sun. In Libra, it's, you know, when a planet goes into the heart of the sun at a Kazemi, it's a breakthrough moment, it's a clarity moment, and it's interesting because both the sun and Mercury have gone through these kind of like purging, cleanse, <laughs> release moments this week um, that are their own, you know, it's like a different kind of purification with the south node, but now when they're coming together, it's like, oh, both of them just got like a major tune-up. And now they're coming together and there's like this real kind of, um, I don't know, almost like alchemical inspired clarity going on. And that combined with like the moon going into Capricorn, sextiling Saturn, that Mercury Kazemi forming. Uh, I would expect that Thursday might be one of those days where you're sort of like, oh, I'm lazing around all day. I'm so tired. And then all of a sudden at like, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock, you get this burst of energy and kind of want to get a lot of stuff done. Um, but if you are up late night Thursday into Friday, that Kazemi moment that goes exact at 1.37 a.m., like it's a good energy to capture, like what's on your mind? What are you processing? Um, and then Friday, the 20th, that morning, 7.54 p.m., we have the moon sextile Mars, the moon in Capricorn, <laughs> sextile Mars in Scorpio, which is like a very sort of like, we're back to work, we're back at them. Um, and then after the moon sextiling Mars, 4.59 p.m. on Friday, the moon trines Venus. So we have a very sweet uh late afternoon happy hour time on Friday because after the moon trines Venus at 4.59 p.m., the moon then forms a trine with Jupiter at 7.29 p.m. So this is where we have this kind of grand Earth trine connecting the moon and Venus and Jupiter. And there's something very kind of like beautiful and stabilizing about this. Uh, I really think that yeah, like Friday evening, there's a really good kind of like fun, happy hour, dinner, hang with friends, like early date night kind of vibe. But then interestingly, so 8.50 p.m. on Friday, we have Mercury square Pluto. And this is this aspect of sort of intensity and obsession and deep investigation Uh I'm thinking of it as almost like <laughs> Mercury going into the south node and then meeting the sun is like these two kind of different like cleanse rituals that it's doing. And then squaring off with Pluto is like a deep purge or it's like a deep, I'm going into the sauna and I'm sweating it all out. Um, there's maybe some kind of intensity that we're getting caught up in again after we kind of thought we let everything go. Um, but also in a general kind of mundane sense, it's like <laughs> Friday night looks like it's kind of a really fun, there's like good vibes for a happy hour, as, as I was saying, for a dinner, for a hang with friends, for a date. But the conversation is going to get really intense with that Mercury square Pluto. Um, then Saturday, the 21st, the moon is still in Capricorn, and at 10.09 a.m., we start the day with the sun squaring Pluto. 
So this is again, you know, Mercury and the sun are traveling so close together this week. So they're kind of, you know, they're doing everything together. <laughs> they're going through the south node together. They're meeting up. They're squaring off with Pluto together. It really is like two friends at the spa kind of doing, you know, the sauna, the cold plunge, the whatever, the heat room, whatever. They're doing everything not at the same time, but they're having similar experiences. But... <laughs> One's more about our ego and our life force, and the other one's about our communication. Um, but that sun square Pluto is definitely kind of like an ego conflict, or it's like maybe a, a an opportunity where we're getting a little bit more caught up in, uh, I don't know, just like the obsession of something, the intensity of something, the investigation of something, and one of the sort of, I say, like, things to beware of this week is that there's such an opportunity to release and let go, but then there's equally an opportunity to get caught up in something else that's kind of sticky and dangerous. But the Plutonian energy can be used in a more productive way. You know, it can be very motivating. It can give momentum. It can, like, inspire, empower us. Um... And I hope that you're able to like grab on to some of that. Um, but yeah, the sun square Pluto starting off the day, like definitely not a chill Saturday. Um, the moon is it's still in Capricorn. Um, and the moon spends the whole day being basically void, but not actually void, but like only really making connections with the outer planets. So 12.20 p.m. the moon trines Uranus, 5.19 p.m. the moon squares the nodes, 6.17 p.m. the moon sextiles Neptune, and 10.32 p.m. the moon conjoins Pluto, before at 11.29 p.m. we have the first quarter moon at 28 degrees Capricorn. And so all of this together, it's like the sun and moon are both connecting with Pluto, the moon is really connecting with these outer planets, on Saturday, which is really speaking to these kind of like larger, grander world themes, collective themes, society themes. And yeah, Saturday just looks like a day to be gentle and take it easy. Um, there's definitely going to be, you know, things that are coming up out of the woodwork, things that need to be purged on a, you know, world level, collective level. It also might be a day where someone tries to have like a really hard, scary conversation with you. And I implore you to maybe say, today is not the day for that conversation. Um, it's definitely a day to kind of like lie low, but also like give yourself some little projects. Like Pluto really likes this kind of composting, recycling thing. Like... Uh, yeah, like work on like sort of like giving something a new life, whatever that means to you on Saturday. Um, and I think that might help take off some of the intensity. Um, Sunday, the 22nd, the good news is this is one of the nicer days of this entire lunar cycle. Definitely one of the nicest days of October. Um, we start the day, the moon is still in Capricorn. 12.32 a.m. overnight, we have Venus trying Jupiter, 
which is a lovely aspect. You know, the two benefic planets coming together. We're finding sweetness. We're finding joy and meaning. <laughs> and we're finding them in these earth signs of Virgo and Taurus. So there is something very comforting and stabilizing going on despite all the chaos. Um, at 2 a.m., the moon squares Mercury. And at 2.06 a.m., the moon enters Aquarius. Um, and right after the moon enters Aquarius at 2.48 a.m., Mercury enters Scorpio. So this is where, you know, the sun and Mercury are still moving very close together, but Mercury is now going into a new sign. <laughs> Mercury is in Scorpio. Uh, I was looking at writers who have Mercury in Scorpio and like, you know, Mercury in all the water signs, whether that be Cancer, Pisces, or Scorpio, people like to refer to it as mute. Like, cause it's, you know, not, they're not signs where the expression is like a bunch of chit chat or a bunch of words. It's like, you're almost feeling the communication, you know, you're psychically communicating. Um, but when I was looking up writers with Mercury and Scorpio, it was almost like, it's just like every, every original goth, you know, every emo kid of the classical era, you know, Sam Shepard, Arthur Miller, Eugene O'Neill, Eugene Ionesco, Ezra Pound, Sylvia Plath, Dylan Thomas, John Berryman, E.E. E. Cummings, Joan Didion, Sinead O'Connor, Lord, Drake, which truly made me laugh, John Lennon, <laughs> um, David Lindsay Abair, the playwright who uh, I actually discovered looking at his chart that he's like a he's like a Scorpio stellium, and he also has Pluto on the ascendant in Virgo, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But he lives in my neighborhood in one of these like beautiful old Victorian houses with a wraparound porch. And his house is known as the Halloween house because him and his family cover their entire beautiful wraparound porch every Halloween with like dozens and dozens of life-size animatronic like Halloween characters. Like it's all like storybook characters. Like it's like the three little pigs, little red riding hood, whatever. But in this like Halloween core gore <laughs> aesthetic and they all like move and sing and it's so creepy uh and people come from all over to like look at it and take pictures and I, I was like he came up on this list and I was like of course he's a Scorpio he has the Halloween house um another Mercury and Scorpio who is also a Libra son is Oscar Wilde and I like pulled out my like collected works of Oscar Wilde that I've had on the shelf uh, and I like opened just like to one of the essays to De Profundis which he wrote while he was in prison and literally the opening line of this letter is suffering is one very long moment he goes on, we cannot divide it by seasons. We can only record its mood and chronicle their return. With us, time itself does not progress. It revolves. It seems to circle around one center of pain. And if there's anything that gets to the core of Mercury and Scorpio, which is that sense of like, 
expressing one's true feelings, but in like a true vulnerable way, it's that. It's Oscar Wilde. Um, so we're in this, uh, we're in this time, we're in this time where like sharing vulnerabilities is the norm, is key, is how we're going to get through it. Um, so Mercury goes into Scorpio overnight on Sunday and then 12, 12 PM, we have Mercury trying Saturn, which is actually a really lovely, productive, energizing, stabilizing aspect. That's I think going to help like put a shape to some of the vulnerability that we're feeling. And also like with Mercury going into Scorpio and Mercury trining Saturn, like some of those hard conversations or difficulties that were maybe coming up on Saturday that I <laughs> implore you to like not address on Saturday. I think Sunday you might have better resources available to have those conversations. Um, 2.21 PM, the moon squares Mars. So that's a little bit of that passion, action, conflict energy. That's definitely going to be stirring up you know, some of the heavier feelings that we have. Um, but after the moon squares Mars, the moon spends the rest of the day forming a square to Jupiter, which goes exact at 10.26 p.m. Um, so in general, besides that moon-Mars square, Sunday the 22nd, for this wild month that we're in, like, <laughs> good astro weather and, like, Definitely a good day to like set yourself up for success with like doing hard things. I would say especially later in the afternoon if you're in Eastern time, like after 2.21 p.m. Easter when the moon squares Mars, like some of the more like flippant energy will be gone and it'll be feel more like, no, I'm opening my heart to this. I'm settling into this. Um, so just to go over... The aspects, the main aspects of the week, um, Wednesday the 18th, we have the sun conjoined the south node. Thursday the 19th, we have Mercury conjoined the south node. Um, Friday the 20th, we have the Mercury Kazemi at 26 degrees Libra and Mercury square Pluto. Saturday the 21st, we have the sun square Pluto. And then Sunday the 22nd, we have Venus trying Jupiter, we have Mercury entering Scorpio, and we have Mercury trying Saturn. Um, and that is the forecast for the week. I'm wishing you <laughs> clarity. I'm wishing you rest and hydration. I'm wishing you any calm that you can find in this time. And uh, let me know how it goes, and I'll be back next week. <music>